Marianne Mensayas is a motivational speaker, author, proponent, and empowered woman. Whether she is on the go or spending time with her family, she gives everything, she does her all, and that is what makes her the inspiring individual that she is today. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of In Love With Me, where we feature inspiring individuals who will share their amazing stories. I am your host, Mafe Yunon Belasco, and for this series, our topic is finding your why. For this episode, we have such an amazing woman who is a motivational speaker, an author, a proponent, and a real dear friend of mine to motivate us to take action. So without further ado, let me welcome to you guys the beautiful and amazing Marianne Mensayas. Hi, Marianne. Thank Hi, Mafe. How are you? Thanks for having me here. Thanks for saying yes. I mean, it's been uh, quite a, it's been a moment seeing each other. And I know that we were supposed to have this interview, I think a few months ago, but yes. I think it, it's God's perfect time, right? So I'm oh, glad yeah. that we finally, that we can get to feature you and share what you've been up to lately. And I'm yes. sure there are so many things because I have been admiring you from a distance and I see Aww. there's so many things that you are doing. But first and foremost, for the people who are tuned in, um, I am sure that some do not know what mm -hmm. uh, your background is. So can you share a little bit on how you became the empowered woman that you are today? Wow, okay, so I'm Marianne, it's Mencias. I like the slang. Sorry, it's Mencias. <laughs> so Marianne um I've written two books so far, What's Your Life's Masterpiece and Why Is My Forever Taking Forever? So I really believe that each person, um, for each person, God has planted a deep why. And it's so important to find that why because if that is lost, then all is lost. So, yeah, um, the things I'm doing now, I'm very much involved with single girls. I have a program for single women. It's called Far More Precious. It's a 10-month program with them where I help women remember how precious we are, that we are far more precious than diamonds. And then I'm also involved with the youth. I teach. We created a subject called Youth Soaring High. So I am involved with um, two academies uh, mm -hmm. wherein I teach you, the youth what they don't usually learn in school. So there, that's what I have been busy with these past um, months yeah and i love that that's why i think we're aligned or we're meant to meet because i know when i first met you was a at a workshop with martin and that's yes. where i was able to grab a copy or win a copy of your your first book that you the wrote and it's been a guide to me it's always on my desk and Aww. makes me think of you every single time i was like man this woman She's doing so many to inspire others. And I, I do pray that you find the true love and true happiness that you long for. But I think what you're doing right now is also true love, you know? Exactly, yes. 
I feel and, the real love in it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, with that, um, what keeps you motivated? I mean, for me also, my passion is to give back to the youth and it's a constant, but you're a cheerleader for them, a constant uh, passing on knowledge. And yes. what keeps you motivated? Because I know that it's a challenge also. Uh, I would say that it's a day-to-day -day, um, renewal of one's commitment to one's why. Uh, there are days when you don't really feel like, um, you know, Mm, being of service <laughs> but i guess those days are also important to recharge but what keeps me going is um my faith um i feel that god has called me to do this and it has given me so much joy um doing it um engaging with women engaging with the youth and um it's it's the kind of joy that i would say it's it feels like it's out of this world kind of joy um so there pattern it's you do it for others but at the same time when it's an assignment assignment from god it feels like it's also a gift to yourself yeah right yeah and that's so amazing because even during this challenging year you've managed to still reinvent yourself still reach out to the youth because you're also a fellow kumu live streamer so hello to the community out there hello. and i watch your streams it's oh, so gen z it's so intentional to the youth so tell us about that and invite everyone when you stream yeah, usually I stream every Wednesday with FYE, with FYE channel. Um, we just did a season ender last Wednesday with Jose Marie Chan. Uh, so we're going to review the performance of the past month. I've been doing it for four, five months. So it has been really fun. Um, the title of my show there is Secret Ladies Club. It was initially Single Ladies Club. So I've interviewed a lot of people uh, about finances, about um, singing, so different people. I've interviewed the founder of Kumu. So I've featured diff a lot of individuals from different fields. Uh, but essentially, the main purpose of the show is to, again, help women know their self, I mean, regain back their self-worth or increase and their self-worth, yeah, to own their worth. Yeah. I love that. Congrats with that because this is the year or it's very timely to really put out positive content and encourage everyone that there's still opportunities. If you're, you know, trusting the plans of God, um, first and foremost, and at the same time, just surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Like you yeah. said, you know, you were only targeting um, the youth or single ladies, but then it adapted because you saw the opportunity to just help many more, right? Yeah. And I do want to ask you, of course, uh, you, we talked about challenges on helping others. Uh, mm -hmm. There are moments or there are days that we don't feel like we could be of service. So when you feel those moments, I mean, as women, as humans, we do have our off days, right? Yeah. And uh, how do you pick yourself back up? Knowing that, of course, you're doing works that are very important, especially right now. 
Okay, I, I want to also mention first that when you're doing your purpose, it's so important to discover your calling, but then you don't have to stress about it because it's yeah. going to be revealed to you. And when you're doing it, um, opportunities will really come. They will, sometimes it feels like they just fall into your lap because it has been, I believe it has been pre-planned by the Lord for you. So doors will open. Of course, some doors will close, but it's going to be a really fun ride and you will feel like it is, um, it's really for you. Like it's, it, there's really no reason to compare ourselves to other people or to the race of other people because you are in your own race and there. So um, when it comes to the days wherein I feel extra tired, you know, Mafe, uh, recently I've been listening to my body more because before I would just keep on going and going and I'd get sick. So now I really try to, when I start to feel hey, I'm really getting tired. So I listen to that and I slow down a bit because mm-hmm. um, sometimes I get lost in why do I do what I do? Is it to feed my ego? Is it to uh, feel good about myself? Why am I overworking myself? So mm-hmm. I, I always have to like take a step back and reflect because the things that I've done that are coming from a pure heart and not from my selfish, you know, my vanity or my selfish ambitions, which of course are all normal. Um, those things that I do out of uh, purity of intention are really the things that give me uh, deep joy and peace. So I guess I always have to go back to why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the why will determine how fulfilled I will be at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, listening to your body, listening to, you know, the capacity of what you can do right now or what you can do later if you fix right now. Right. You are able to help more people if you can help yourself right now, instead of filling your plate like a buffet. And I agree with you because I find myself doing that sometimes. And I was asked recently, uh, you make it look easy. And I'm like, that's what you think. You know, like, <laughs> um, you know a bit like this crazy roller coaster ride. And there are times even my children tell me, like, mom, it's okay. We can do that later, kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I can listen to God speaking to other channels or through, speaking through other people, yes. letting us know it's, you're doing a good job. But relax. It's okay. You can do the rest later. You know, and um, like you, I have admired the fact that you um, you have your faith and wise words when you motiv- when you do your motivation speaking. You know, I think the first time I saw you speak, apart from Martin's workshop, was the workshop we did in City Club with Kimmy and Romeo Marquez. Yes, this is so inspiring. You know, and that's when I really gained. The, the courage and more confidence on allowing my faith to to be heard. And I think that's what's something that is needed also now. Oh, yeah. And I love the fact that you always bring it back. You know, we, we do not have control. God's plans are his plans. They already planned before we even knew it was going to happen, right? And, you know, with that, I mean, 
if we, we bring it back to where you first started, apart from your faith, who were your inspirations? You know, mm. what made you decide, I will be an author, I will be a motivation speaker, I will mentor others? Mm, okay, so because I've always loved books, but before, of course, when I was young, I started with Sweet Valley High, Sweet Valley Kids, and then eventually <laughs> it became Nicholas Sparks. And then slowly, I started reading inspirational books. Um, some of the books that greatly influenced me are Five Secrets You Must Discover Before You Die by John Ezo. Uh, because I can relate to the author how he described how passionate he is about conversations around life, about dreams, about purpose. And, um, and then another book by John Maxwell, Put Your Dream to the Test. And of course, the Feast Community, it's a Catholic charismatic community by Brother Bo. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess uh, I always say this in my talks and my vlogs, that when we, because before I used to be in the dark, in the dark, like I know I was doing things that are not pleasing to the Lord. Uh, but when I started working on my spiritual life, which I thought was there, but then I realized, oh my gosh, I was really calling the shots for my life. Like, I'm still the boss. Uh, but when I surrendered more and more, most especially the hardest to surrender, even up to now, love life, um, I would see uh, that the, because the quote by Rick Warren, the pastor and the author of Purpose Driven Life, his quote is, when things are in the dark, it's much, much harder to see what they are for. But when you bring them to the light, it's much, much easier to see what they are for. So I feel that's what happened to me. That when I was in the dark, I felt like I have an idea of the things I wanted to do. But when I finally obeyed the Lord more, I was brought to the light. And it was more clear to me what my next steps are. Like, it's just, okay, parang... The, the the purposes were being born in my heart. I, I'm so passionate about purpose. I'm going to interview the most successful Filipinos and write about them. I didn't even know how I'm going to do that. It's just in my heart. And then eventually, the holy burden of writing for single girls, um, God steered me to do that next, to write about that next. So I just, it's like God's purposes were being born in my heart. And I just, where he steers, I follow. So, um, yeah, uh, those are the things that really propelled me mm -hmm. to to how I am doing what I am doing today. Yeah. So, for the past years that you have been, uh, you know, taking action for God's word for to motivate others. Is there any particular moments that have been, you know, such a highlight or rewarding feeling for you? Mm, I think it would be, well, the first thing that came to mind was when I was asked to facilitate a talk slash activity for a group of youth leaders. So you see, Mafe, I was never a youth leader. I'm so lost in my younger years. And so when I was there in front of about 60 plus of them to 70 youth leaders from all over the country, I suddenly felt insecure. And I felt, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> and then I, because of my nervousness, I started browsing Instagram. And I saw the post of one woman I follow, C. Jewel Mish. 
And she posted the verse um, Ephesians 2, verse 10, which is, um, you are God's masterpiece created to do good works he has planned long ago. And then she said in that post, um, you don't have to be afraid of doing God's work or of doing your purpose because it has already been planned. You just have to walk in them. And from that time on, so I said, okay, I'm here to love this group of youth. So help me, Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit. That's all I said. And then after after that, I just um, uh, delivered what I had to deliver. And I was so surprised because after all 60 plus of them, they hugged me. So like it's <laughs> a group hug. And I felt that they felt the, God of lo the love of God through me. And to me, those are the most, even during, now during the pandemic, so I talked with the youth and I would see their messages to me when we talk about their dreams. And to me, um, that always makes everything so worth it. When you hear from them and you see um, the fruits, the fruits of, of your work, of God's work uh, being done through you. Yeah, for me, mm -hmm. those are the moments that are, uh, you know, you, and it'll, it'll really make you say, so let it's worth it. Mm -hmm. I want to keep doing this. Yeah. And it puts you in such a high, right? When you see those yeah. smiles, when you see those eyes just like light up and they have like an aha moment with you. Yes, uh, exactly. As much as we wish that we were, you know, uh, our own mentors back when we were younger, right? <laughs> so thinking about that, like what would be your biggest learning or a biggest advice to your younger self? which is obviously your advice to the youth right now. Mm. I would tell my younger self um, that she is so loved. I will tell her that she can relax and she can fully express herself because she is loved exactly the way, for exactly the way she is. Um, combined, combine all of her weaknesses, all of her strengths, all of her weirdness, she's fully loved. And so she can feel freely express herself. And I would tell her to just keep praying and asking God to love her because there are parts of her that really needs to be healed. And, and there are parts of her that still needs to be set free. So I would tell her to just ask God to love her, to heal her and to keep being herself to keep enjoying because um a bigger hand is um holding her all the time so yeah that's going to be my advice to my uh younger self and also of course not to rush into falling in love <laughs> because um uh being young i mean being in high school, even college, is really the time when one is, it's really the time to explore one's talents, to expand one's network, and to really get to know oneself, to value oneself, to know your worth, uh, because I say this in my talks, it's funny, because it's the most quoted, uh, when I give talks, it's the one of the devil's most powerful schemes mm -hmm. is to make you fall in love with a wrong person at the wrong time for the wrong reasons while you are still the wrong person. 
So I'll say it again. One of the devil's most powerful schemes is to make you fall in love with the wrong person at the wrong time for the wrong reasons while you are still the wrong person. Because I feel it will expedite his plans to destroy. Because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So when two people come together and they're extremely broken and they don't love themselves and they don't know their purpose, it's going to be easier to expedite the will of the devil even to their children because they will see, they will grow up seeing, oh, my dad, for example, my dad is cheating on my mom. Oh, okay, that must be okay. So even, or maybe when they, when they start thinking that that's wrong, but it's the, it's what they, it's the environment they grew up in. So subconsciously, they will feel like it's right. I'm not saying that couples who have been together, um, still very much broken, still needed to go healing, will not, God will not bring good out of it. Of course not. If that relationship is surrendered to God, he will bring out very good, beautiful fruits, fruits out of it still however my work i feel that god's work for me is preventive more than curative like i feel like there is so much um unnecessary pain that we can do away with if we just obey the lord earlier on early on in our lives and of course that will start with the family you grew up in right? if you will see authentic love if you will see purpose if you will see self-worth then it's much easier to learn that yeah i agree with you and i think also the negative works harder when you are a good person so also you know make sure that you just stay focused yeah and um i i guess uh try to understand when those that is happening in your life because sometimes we can feel like oh this is god doing this no just make sure that you have that strong connection because there could be uh you know those uh you're targeted because you're such a good person right <laughs> so i mean you know i have a constant battle daily That's you know true. i i have you know this this thought and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, that's not right, <laughs> you know? But I think you have to have that strong faith to really understand when you're being pulled in the wrong direction. And I think that's what um, Marianne is also saying. I mean, for you to be that angel to others, to prevent for even, you know, negative things happening, that's amazing. Yeah, um, it's true that we are often tempted so it's important to always ask for protection. And if I can just, you know, tell some, hear one story. Uh, you know, in my life, because the devil knows maybe that my weakness is love. So like falling in love. So there were many times when I was, I, I almost said yes to someone. I was falling in love with this person, but I kept praying about it. And I felt God is asking me to, fast about the relationship meaning not talk to the guy first and ask god's perspective on it so i did that even if my feelings were shouting otherwise because i just want to keep on falling in love deeper but i listened i i decided to listen to what the lord is telling me and lo and behold it turned out that that guy was actually struggling with something that's really mm -hmm. a red flag for me um, it's uh, it hit a non-negotiable. So I thank the Lord that I I cooperated with His grace to protect me, 
because I could have you know because I know a lot of women that they it's it's self will more than God's will, which I can I also struggle with, but I'm happy during that time I allowed God to win because if not, I don't know where I'm gonna be right now. Right. Yeah, if I proceeded with my feelings, yeah. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, again, you know, both of us, our passion is to guide the youth. You know, looking back when I was 21, when I first moved out here, I thought I knew everything. But now, fast forward, I actually did not. Mm-hmm. And just having the sharing that you just shared there, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of, especially women, we're emotional, right? We love easily. And yeah. we think that hey, this guy is it. And if we do not have that strength and, you know, that faith, then we will be going in, in somewhat of a wrong direction because we're forcing the issue exactly. instead of being patient. Exactly. But we're going to be deceived. <laughs> we're going to be deceived. Yeah. yeah. But okay, so going back, I mean, being a motivational speaker, being an author, I know those are also, uh, you know, passions of yours that you continue to do and it's also not easy to achieve so when let's talk about being an author how long did you um write your books and what was the struggles or challenges that you face while writing them (laughs) okay for the first one i wrote it for it has been in my heart for three years but I was thinking, I'll just dabble in this. I'm just going to interview, for example, Jose Marichan via email. So I was thinking of just, you know, aspiring, tiptoeing through it. But then God had a different plan. So he led me to actually um, still be in touch with Jose Marichan for maybe how many years now? Going 10 years now. So um, so I wrote that book. I saw, but when I started really being serious about it and I started really to commit to it, and I said, okay, fine, Lord, I'm going to interview them face to face. So um, that took me a year. Um, and then the writing itself, it took me three months because I wrote every single day, like from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Those were my power hours for working. So I wrote during that time every single day. And I would remind myself, my why? Why am I writing this? I don't even know if I'm going to. I know it's not because writing a book is really not profit-wise, unless you're a Rick Warren, hopefully in the future. But it's really mission-based. So I guess the struggle during that, you know, honestly, when I was writing my first book, it really felt like God was pursuing me. Like, I really felt his presence every step of the way. Like, I feel like um, it's, it's a courtship with God in a way that I really felt his hand guiding me and leading me to the right people. So I felt kilig all the way um, when I wrote my first book. And I feel um, when we're doing our purpose, because I gave an example, because I write letters every Wednesday, which I send to my to the, to the my database. So okay. one time my topic was, um, I my nephew who is three years old, we cook together, we cook pesto together. And he was making, of course, a lot of mess when we were doing it. And and I could have done it myself, right? It would have turned out better, uh, faster. But why did I want him there with me? I wanted him there with me because I wanted to bond with him. I wanted to love him in the process. I wanted him to learn something new. I want him to feel excited. So in that moment, I felt like God was showing me a glimpse of his heart. 
the the things that he is asking us to do he can do it all by himself even better even faster but he allows us to be a part of the process because it's his way of bonding with us because these are the things that when i do it lord i don't think i can do it I mean, <laughs> And then you'll feel his love more. You'll feel his provision more. And it's going to make you closer to him. So that's why I, I bonded with my nephew because I want to be closer to him. So same thing with what I experienced in my book. Like God wanted me to bring me into this adventure. And I really felt his love. For my second book, it's a different story. <laughs> because um, it's the why is my forever taking forever. Because it had to touch on my issues. I had to be extra vulnerable about it um, because it had to talk about a bit about my family also. So I think the real struggle with that was getting approval from my family to launch the book. Um, it's like um, putting God's, pleasing God above everything. Mm -hmm. Even myself, because you know you always wanna, you know, you always wanna look good, but then when you share something that's really uh, ugly about you, um, that takes a lot of trust in God and courage. So to me, that was a struggle, really sharing that part of me, and of course, um, the vulnerability of of and the courage to ask permission you know when I, I when i asked my parents my sister to read my manuscript i was like oh my gosh that was the hardest um but when i saw the smiles on their faces and i knew i was fulfilling god's will and you know i remember when i was about to launch it we were at the final stages of publishing it i really felt the attack of the enemy like oh my gosh the attack was really um so um strong like he he really knew my weakness like relationships so he attacked me there but then it's good that i was able to recognize it that this is an attack because i'm gonna launch this book that can help women know their worth and when women know their worth and they don't settle then children will grow up in healthier families so, which will, you know, expedite God's plan also because children will grow up seeing purpose and worth and mm -hmm. there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, those were my struggles for my um, second book. And you're in the right path because your honesty, like you said, your vulnerability and sharing that to the world and letting them understand that, hey, I'm not perfect, but I did it, you know. You can also be an author if you like, and then leading up to being a motivational speaker, because for me, I know every time I host or every time I speak in front of people, I have to cite myself. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I think the sign of the cross, praying a little bit and breathing is my my ritual. But every time, it still gives me the nerve factor. Yeah. So I would ask you, what do you do when that happens to you? Every time I speak in front, what do I do? Yes. Or what, what do I do when I'm nervous? What, 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 yeah, what's your, uh, I guess, your ritual before oh, speaking? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, first <laughs> is I have a Holy Spirit prayer, which my friend sent me. So it says there, uh, fill me with your, Holy, with your Holy Spirit, with wisdom and with love. So that's a part of that prayer. And then I usually kneel before i speak 
because I remember that I'm just going to be an instrument because I got I got a problem when it's gonna be about me. But when I remember that, hey, I'm just gonna be used as a channel, then I start to relax. So yeah, I pray that Holy Spirit prayer. I kneel and pray that, um, and then there, that's it. I'd say, yeah. I love that. Or Share that with me. Yes, I will send it to you. <laughs> For sure. You know, there's so much more that we can talk about. I mean, I'm so inspired by you, Marianne, ever since I met you. And, you know, I just That's follow right. you and follow your lead in certain situations. And um, I appreciate you and what you do for others because we need more people like you. And with that said, please invite everyone how they can find you. I mean, guys, this is a woman that can give you so much wisdom with faith, with just being an empowered woman. So please, Marianne, share with everybody where they can find you and also where they can purchase the book. It's Christmas oh. already, so this is a great gift, guys. All right. Uh, thanks, Mafe. So my book, um, you can directly message me for it so I can sign them if you want. You can email me at you can follow me on Instagram or on Twitter or Facebook at being slash now or on YouTube, or you can send me a message in my um, email marian.mencias at gmail.com. Um, on Wednesday, I will have a show. It's going to be live on YouTube. It's called Captivating. It's based on a book, a life-changing book for women. So I'm going to do that with two friends. Um, I also send out love letters every Wednesday. So if you want to be a part of my database, then um, just email me also. We're going to add you to our mailing list. Um, and then for my books, it's also available in Feast Books. That's F-E-A-S-T, feastbooks.ph. Uh, yeah, or you can order directly through me. What else? Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> most of what I do now are um, just like this interviews and um uh, for the school and for the women enrolled in my program right now. Um, but uh, if you want to know your strengths, I'm a strengths coach. Um, you can let us, let me know, email me also. We're going to give you, I have discounts for strengths, knowing your top five strengths. So we can send that to you and then we can schedule coaching. Um, yeah, there. There you have it, guys. Please follow Marianne and uh you know learn be empowered inspire with her and i'm sure she was more than happy to answer any other questions yes. that i did yes. not get to ask um you can just privately message her through her channels and for sure marianne will reply and give you her words of wisdom so again salamat marianne for being um a special guest of mine on in love with me series you're such a a beautiful woman that continues to inspire others, especially me. So I hope I can invite you again, maybe next year, 2020. But I want to wish you and your family. <laughs> I know. I sorry, 2021. Yes, <laughs> and I wish your family um happy holidays and uh, more blessings to you and all that you do. So with that, guys, please do follow Marianne and thank, thank you, you Kumu community and everybody on Facebook who's tuned in right now. Again, watch out for the next episode and you know what to do. Actions speak louder than words and thank you for tuning in. 
in this episode of In Love With Me. Thank you, Marianne. Thank you for listening In Love With Me series.